White Ice, uh, 2018, a year of questions and conversations on race with United Methodist clergy and laity focusing on the 50 years after merger and how it has affected African-American congregations and their communities. My name is Vincent Harris, your host for this podcast, and we will explore uh, over the year conversations on yesterday's perspective on race, today's context of race in uh, United Methodist churches, and also visions for tomorrow. We will have guests from all walks of life, and we uh, hope that you will be able to join us in these conversations. Today we have Gary Henderson, who is uh, executive with United Methodist Communications and has been working in uh, the United Methodist Church for years and understands some of the challenges that we have uh, in the past, uh, some of the, the, the current issues that uh, we face in the church, and also uh, is a visionary uh, in, in uh, the church as well. Uh, today we're still talking about racism. Uh, the old statement was that this, the church is unfinished business, and Gary's going to uh, share with us today some of the uh, insights he has on this. I'm glad to have you today, Gary, on, on the podcast. Um, glad to be here. The, the, the obvious question, I think, for, for many of us is, uh, do we still believe that racism remains the, the most challenging or the challenging issue for the church and society to address today? In short, yes. For me to say more, um, just look at the culture right now. I find myself even in the workplace, in almost every decision, I end up having to evaluate it and look at it through the lens of race. Even simple things are often misunderstood not understood culturally, and sometimes it just kind of creeps up on me, and I say, wow, there goes the elephant of race again in the room. The political climate in the United States hasn't helped us at all. What we see on Pennsylvania Avenue creeping all across the country into the church, it is magnified. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, I think, is, is important to, to acknowledge for, for us today in the church. And uh, we can't separate our relationships from society in the church, so we do have to understand that this is a reality for us. Um, in the United Methodist Church, we have for years talked about how we deal with racism. Uh, over these last 50 years since merger, uh, if you were going to rate the church uh, for, on a scale of 1 to 10, where where would you rate the United Methodist Church on this, on this dealing with the racism and race relations? On a, on a scale of 1 to 10 since merger, on the optimistic side, I would give the United Methodist Church a 7, maybe a 7 plus. Mm. And by using that number, I would say, obviously, there have been great strides in 50 years in the church and in society in general. That being said, there is still so much more to do. I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I'm a child of the 60s and 70s. And what I see happening in the culture right now, and even in the church on many levels, is a repeat of scenarios and messages that I grew up with having to overcome, and they're being replayed. 
For me, that's more than a little bit surprising. But when I begin to be retrospective around the big picture, I should not be surprised. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the the church merged, and uh, we began to uh, work collaboratively. And do you think that that, the merger has has hindered or has has helped in uh, black churches reaching their their potential. When we talk about merger in the church, it often reminds me of also the notion of integration in public schools. Mm. And I'm of that first generation of African Americans who graduated from predominantly mixed school environments. In fact, I'm in a pioneer class out of Jackson, Mississippi. Integration has not been um, what I think people dreamed and hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Neither do I think merger has been what people dreamed and hoped it would be. Yeah. It neither solved the problem, provided the answers that I think well-intentioned people, both black and white, were hopeful of. Mm-hmm. What I have seen as a byproduct of merger, particularly in the African-American community, has been a growing dependency mm. upon others. Uh, when I say others, I mean, let me be real plain, meaning uh, white folk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have tended more and more to look other places for uh, resources that in a prior day, even prior to merger, we would have looked first to ourselves because that was the only place for us to look. But now we have other options, and I think that so many other options have have hindered the spirit of um, independency, uh, our entrepreneurial spirit, our ability to believe that we can do even with meager resources. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right. Um, we we have uh, made uh, some some advances, and I think that the, the challenge becomes. Uh, what happens with what we've been able to do and and, and really use that as a stair step into a different place. Uh, we have been hindered in ways, but I think we've also been helped uh, by by that, uh, that connection. Uh, most of our churches are in decline, closing or closed. And I'm speaking both of churches in the, the Anglo uh, and African-American community, but in particular for African-American churches, as you've seen the church in a broader perspective, what do you think that we can do? What, what, what can we attempt to do to turn this tide on, on not just decline in average worship attendance, but decline in, in the general sense of, of the church and its relationship to people in the world? That is a really tough, big question. But if I hone in simply on the portion around what could be done in the African-American church, I would point the finger at us and the church and say a lot of change needs to happen. I go too many places in the African-American community. When I enter the door on Sunday morning, it's like I step back in time about 40 years. Mm. And there's a generation of folk in America now who don't want to step back in time, but they want to embrace the current day. Mm -hmm. I think 
I think technology is a beautiful thing. I think sometimes it's overused in terms of, of Sunday worship, but it is a very useful tool. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we have a long way to go to adapt to use the current resources that are available. Mm-hmm. The other thing in the African-American community, and pr- probably not just true in the African-American community, is that those of us who have been around a long time in leadership more and more need to relinquish power, relinquish authority, understand that the church is in good hands and that there are generations of young people who can be trusted. They won't do things the way that we have done them or the way things have always been done. That's a good thing. But we need to trust that hopefully we have put on deposit in these generations enough good word that that word will spring up into really vital congregations and vital fruit and useful lives for them and for us as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate appreciate that, Gary. I um, I know that um, sometimes we get on our own way. We get in our own way. Um, is there? Um, something that you can think of that that really causes us to be obstacles to our own progress other than you know you talked about how we step back in the time but but you know sometimes it's like we we want to blame others and point fingers but 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 sometimes we're in our own way and where have you seen that happen i think the root of being in our own way is related to not being self-aware I think that often we believe we are better than we are. Often we believe that there are more exciting things going on, let's say, in a congregation than really are. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be open to self-critique, open to introspection, open to hear, I would even say, uh, the word of the Lord to us and for us to live differently and to somehow be different and to really be open to the voices around us and really pause around quick judgment of difference and more pause around evaluation, maybe around the utility or the usefulness of new ideas, new people, Mm -hmm. new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. But to go back to where I started, I think we need a growing self-awareness. That'll help us a lot. Okay. I'm going to kind of see where um, I'm going to go in the next section of this this interview and also the time that I'm going to spend today. But I really do appreciate your time today. Uh, Your your answer to the questions are are important, I think, for the life of the church as well. Uh, And I'm just glad you stopped by uh, to to talk to us for a minute. And... um, You'll, uh, you'll, you'll talk to us again, I'm sure, sometime. Absolutely, Vincent. Anytime. You can call on Thank me. Thank you so much for being with us today.